Welcome everyone to another edition of Your Impact Attack. That's right, it's Your Impact Attack. And it may look very similar to how it used to uh, in terms of the show Impact Wrestling because there may be or may not be the return of some lights on the show. It looks like the war is not over. It's just as I cautioned that the war would not be over. I said, let us not celebrate our victory too soon. And lo and behold, we have the January 19th edition of Impact Wrestling to discuss for us. But who is us? That is Jamie the Vet Williams. The Vet. He's a Rip Rogers guy. The Vet. Rogers guy. And of course, I'm joined as always by my co-host Brandon. Hey Brandon, when you saw these lights, you must have thought, uh, it's not over. They kicked out a two and nine tenths, man. Hmm. Stupid indie bullshit. Uh, so, uh, what do you think? You think there's a? You think we have a theory, or should we discuss that later? Uh, we can talk about that now. Okay. All right. You said you had a theory. You told me you had a theory of why this might be. Yep. I think it's because Scott Demore is not there, and he was the one who put the kibosh on it. Wow, really? So you think that there's like a Vince McMahon situation where Scott Tamora is gone and they're like, all right, let's let's bring back all the lights we used to have. Like the the tri- who are, the Gail Kim of the Triple H of of Impact Wrestling is like, I like those lights. Let's bring them back. Let's bring back light <laughs> let's bring back purple Gargano and let's bring back uh red Bronson Reed and let's bring back like is that is that what is that what's happening here? I do not know, but I don't know, I'm kind of looking at Santino here, though. As he shows up on the scene, and all of a sudden the lights are back. Coincidence? I don't think so. Mmm. Mmm. That's right. Wow. That's, uh... I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting theory. We'll, we'll have to see how this plays out over the coming the coming weeks now we know they already got their set of tapings done at center stage here in Atlanta so we'll probably be seeing the same thing for the next you know two or three shows but I mean they've already got a set of tapings that started three days ago I want to say because I was always thinking you know when they were saying New Year's Revolution that that was going to be some other (laughs) you know shitty pay-per-view we were gonna have to watch but instead it turns out that i think that's just what they're branding their set of you know their set of tapings as so that it's just gonna come out you know over the next few weeks so i guess we'll see if they have lights there on those tapings which again it's not a bad which is not a bad marketing you know trick to sell tickets no sure it's the end of the the end of the month and you're talking about a new year's thing but that's you know at least it's not february right 
which is when I think their next uh, pay-per-view is. I forget what it's called. You know, who can keep track of all these wrestling pay-per-views these days? Everybody's got one. But, uh, yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's the first and foremost thing on my mind when I'm talking about Impact. But before we get into the main episode, or the main coverage, uh, is there anything that's been going on in the world that you'd like to talk about or mention, cover? Well, the, of course, the sad and tragic passing of Jay Briscoe in a head-on car crash. Mm-hmm. That's right. Got to acknowledge that. Um, this would be the third show of which I have spoken about it, so I've said pretty much anything I need to say. If there's anything you'd like to add, please, the floor is yours. Uh, I mean, I had known of them. I never really uh, watched Ring of Honor or any of their any of the work, but I just knew that they were clips that I had seen of them were that there was something there and it's why aren't these guys somewhere like on a bigger stage in ring of honor they have the charisma they have the look they have the skill they're unique they stand out I mean they had everything you needed to make it to the top of the business and at least as far as tag team goes yeah and and when I got to finally got to see them at impact I was I actually see them see them it was I loved what I saw, and I wanted to see them go further. Absolutely. And I thought it was really cool that they at least got to have that time there and get to at least hold those belts before, you know, we lost Jay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously, you know, stuff's more important than the belts, but it's sure. still a cool thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, a lot of people... Um, you know that are that are discussing this or saying similar things. You know, like oh, I wish they could have made it to a bigger stage, and you know, I wish more people could have seen them. And it, you know, I agree, but I also had brought up the point that you know we we still saw like we still saw the Briscoes. We never got to see them suck. We never got to see them packaged into some gimmick that they wouldn't have wanted to do. And that's probably a big reason why you know they had their chances to go other places and they just didn't work out probably for both sides of the equation. Um they didn't want to do something they didn't want to do and maybe the WWE or others wanted us, you know, they'd want to do what they always do, which is take something that has succeeded on their own and then put that into a completely different thing and, and stifle it, you know? And, uh, you know, so we never had to watch that happen, which is, that's a good thing. And then we, um, you know, plus those guys had like, you know, the chicken farm thing is a shoot. I don't know if everybody realizes that <laughs> they actually do work on the farm and it is a job. So, you know, going in on the road for 200 and some days a year, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not good for business, my friend. Um, so it just logistically things like ring of honor will always work out, uh, for them better and being able to stay true to your character and not worry about money and just do wrestling because you love it, you know, that's just another reason why these guys are awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, 
well, what can you really say at this point? Um, his his daughters are going to have a, a tough a tough road to recovery. Like I think they'll be fine, but I just think you know this must have been a really this must have been a really really violent and horrific car accident to not only you know require all this surgery and care for these two young girls but you killed a pro wrestler it's not easy to do that it's not easy to kill a pro wrestler bro and the other guy driving yes so um man but i mean obviously the the kids will be taken care of the gofundme has raised a just a absolute you know ton of money um so that was never going to be an issue but um it's going to be tough for them so you know we're all cheering we're all cheering for them um for sure um but yeah and uh that's really i mean there's there's not much else to be said nothing nothing else for me uh to be said is there anything else you'd like to add uh you know, God bless you, Jay. May God rest your soul, and may God watch over his family. Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, we can transition right into the episode from here because they had a quick a word about Jay to open the show. Tom read a, a statement, um, so they they got that uh, they got that in there, um, and then we had a recap of hard to kill so if you missed hard to kill then you got to see a few highlights here this was about i don't know two minutes or so and and this and even make it even kind of worse as you open with the mentioning of jay and then it goes right into the opening of hard to kill which is the tribute to don west it's like fuck man it's too much too much real death man yeah it's it's uh when it rains it pours sometimes and um and it's you know and the pay-per-view name is not great <laughs> yeah that's that that was a really really just sad coincidence yeah um so there's there's no way anybody could have timed that no of course not but you know we uh so you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll transition to talking about phony shitty wrestling and uh, we'll try to cheer everybody up you know uh so we're gonna get mickey james out there she's got her little in-ring thing she's gonna do um she's gonna talk about how you know whatever whatever you say when you're you're the baby face and you're a champion and you did the thing you said you were gonna do uh and then bully ray comes out okay and then they argue over who needs to leave um and then tasha and savannah come out <laughs> And so this is quickly turning into a hit everybody's music segment. So you can mark that off your bingo card if that's the thing. Uh, so so Tasha Savani beat they beat up Mickey, and then Frankie Kazarian and Jordan Grace come out and run them off. Then Santino comes out and he tries to make a match. Okay, for some reason he can't do it. He's confused. Then Ernest the Cat Miller comes out of all people, and just. 
he doesn't really say anything except for some catchphrases and then somehow that inspires santino to get it whatever he wasn't getting before and then it, uh I, i'm gonna guess some some scripted stuff was forgotten by by uh ernest miller here. and then a mixed yeah. uh six-man tag is made and then uh they played the cat's music <laughs> through the break <laughs> because when they come back like they're still playing it <laughs> like when they come back from break it's like you still hear a few notes of it and then they ring the bell and then we get uh tasha and savannah and bully versus kazarian and grace and james all right before we talk about any of that uh what do you make of the, <laughs> the opening to this show man i i had read i was excited when i read that ernest Miller was gonna be on the show tonight i'm like all right i loved watching him in wcw Hope they do something cool with him on this show. And then he does the Teddy Long spot. Like, that was the Teddy Long spot. Santino doesn't know what kind of match to make. You got three heels, three faces. It's right there. That's, you have the Teddy Long, holla holla, play a tag team match. Instead, mm-hmm. it's Ernest Miller. Like, Well, somebody better call his mama. I mean, what, do you want, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Did anyone, in fact, call Ernest Miller's mama? That's a good question. I, I don't know. I don't think this question was answered throughout this two-hour runtime. So, um, so yeah. Uh, I mean, I love Ernest Miller. Wrong spot for him. Right. Would you? Uh, would you put Ernest Miller in? Um, where was there a spot on the show for him here? Or do we have to wait until we had a good spot for him? Could have had some heels corner Santino and sent Santino as an actual like karate fighter. Get some karate backup. That's true. Alright. Well, I suppose so. Um, is he actual karate fighter? I, th- I think Santino is like legit some kind of MMA fighter. Some kind of uh, martial arts. Judo. Judo for sure. He's probably trained a bunch of other stuff too. Um, but yeah. So, um, yeah, well, anyway, it, it, it was, uh, you know, Santino, even if Santino doesn't know what to do, he could talk himself out of anything. That I know from firsthand experience. If, uh, yeah, but, uh, the cat, on the other hand, I don't know. If he was supposed to say something else, I don't know. But anyway, you Maybe. know what? They did seem a little lost. You know what, though? I think the fans were just like, you know, when you're there in the building, you're just like, yay, Ernest Miller. You don't really think about it. Or I don't know if they are yay, Ernest Miller. Maybe they aren't. Maybe they didn't care. I don't remember the reaction, but uh, I liked it. It was fine. I like those guys. So I didn't really care. Um, One thing I thought was interesting, too, is when uh, Tasha and Evans came out, where was uh, Giselle and Jay? Did they form this little this little alliance? What, what happened to that? That doesn't figure into the match plans. <laughs> we can't we can't be doing that. Then we'd have to get uh, then we'd have to get two other uh, baby faces, and it would have to be this whole thing. We have to have like a ten person or whatever. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, but for the match itself. You know, they did, they actually did some intergender stuff mostly at the end. Um, but it was mostly 
uh, Mickey taking the heat and getting the win somehow uh, after tagging back in. Um, with the flying uh, sit on your face from the top on Tasha Steele's. Um, that's her move. And then... Uh, and then Masha comes out at the end of one more person to hit their music after all this, and Masha hands over the death warrant. So, do you have any thoughts on the match, or are you, I'm sure you're interested to watch uh, uh, Masha and Mickey go at it. I thought I thought it was the wrong uh, finish to have Mickey pin Tasha because you still have that to play with down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Masha and Mickey should be good. Should be. And as far as like the match goes, Bully, people need to watch him and how to be a heel, how to do character work in the ring while in, the, in between your moves. Right. Um, I think that um, we can definitely say that uh, Bully Ray is uh, maximizing his heel stuff uh, so that he has to do the least. But that's a good thing. Like, normally I feel like if a Dave Meltzer would say that, people, you know, he would say it like, uh, like critically and negatively that Bully doesn't want to do anything. Every goal of every pro wrestler should be to not do anything and get the people eating out of the palm of their hand, you know? I mean... I was always taught get as much out of as little as possible. So, so that way you have as give as much of your body and your bum card as possible. Right. And it's uh it's something that you see the older guys do because when you're younger you don't think about that. You think you want to do things. You think things are the things that get you over or whatever and you just you don't learn until it's too late most of the time. Um so that's why I thought that's why when I see young guys who get it, um, I'm like, good, your career will be extended now because you're not throwing yourself wantonly at the, <laughs> the canvas or the floor or a steel guardrail or whatever else things that you can hurt yourself on. Um, but yeah, so... Well, next we see a little bit of Kenny King warming up in some violet-looking light. So this is our first uh, look at the return of the lights. Um, and then then is our... If you missed that, if you didn't catch that going to break, then you really saw this because now Santino and Ernest are in front of what can only be described as a lilac brick wall. My goodness, and I this is the picture I tweeted uh, earlier. Uh, to, to restart the hashtag and I'm asking for I'm once again asking for all of your help in in getting the hashtag turn off the lights to trend and let everybody know we do not like this uh, this is too ugly um, and too stupid uh, so Santino's talking about some match that he made uh, the golden six shooter match uh, where um, it's got uh Chris Saban, Fat Eddie, and four animals. The rhino, the swan, the moose, and the Callahan. <laughs> uh, so, alright. Um, and Ernest Miller just says, somebody call my mama, I guess. I, he said that again. He didn't really say anything of substance in these, but... They just did 
yeah, either he forgot his lines or they did absolutely did absolutely nothing with him. Hey, he's here. Let's get him on the show. Yeah. So. So you know who else gets to be on the show is uh, Dirty Dango because he's off to the side, just standing by the wall. There's no lights over here, so that's good. They Santino wanders over and uh, goes to talk to him. They talk about you know, hey, you had some time on the force. <laughs> Uh, which is a good line, and then uh, they're they're discussing uh, you know police duties, and then um, and then uh, Bert Macklin comes up, and he's very upset because he just overheard that Rich Swan, the guy that he beat at Hard to Kill, as in this number one contender's Golden Six Shooter match, and he isn't, and he's right. rightfully angry, and that that's a legitimate gripe. That's right. Um, so. Uh, you know, he's so, so Santino asks, uh, some advice, uh, for Dirty Dango, and he says, why don't you put me in the ring with this guy, or whatever he said, and then, um, you know, so there's your match for later. As apparently I've got a dog pound outside the window, one of which is Hatebot. Hatebot's a dog barking outside the window. Uh, all right. So yeah, this was uh, this was funny because Santino was involved in it. Uh, but uh, on the other hand, of the, on the other side of the scales, we're being weighed down by the return of this ridiculous RGB lighting and weird choices for colors. Even if that's the case, at least what okay. So what we didn't get on this episode, at least, was the whole. We're in like a plain hallway. The wall is just like a like a plain white or light light colored, and then there's just like one streak of of like spotlight shining up on it. We didn't get that because that does look shitty, but you know we we do get the full like like the full wall coverage a few times. We'll talk about it later. Uh, but yeah, so Santino entertaining, Ernest Miller catchphrases. Dirty Dango entertaining, Burt Macklin angry. Your thoughts? What if this end up leading to get this? Scott DeMore comes back and he has to fight Santino for control, and they decide whoever wins, or if Scott wins, lights are gone. If Santino wins, lights stay. And DeMore, since he can't really, you know, work that well, he gets uh, Swinger to wrestle for him, and Swinger goes over. Hmm. I don't think I'm going to like that. <laughs> but let's see. Now now that you've spoken into existence, you see the uh mm -hmm. you see the uh, influence that we do have. So, um uh yeah, let's 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 keep an eye on that. And let's also keep an eye on uh Diana Perazzo cuz she has a match. Uh, versus somebody named Ashley Dambois. Uh, I feel like I've seen her somewhere before. Maybe it was in NWA. Maybe it was in AEW Dark. Maybe I don't know. I think seen her did somewhere. They did show some of those clips from her, from her previous work. The thing I the only thing I caught from her name though was that she's from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And that was about it. Okay. All right. Well, I, didn't, I didn't even get that, but. It's uh uh 
so so my you know my only thing is that there's not much here uh queen's gambit for the win on this chick um but my i gotta say like why i, I don't know why diana doesn't go with the full bodysuit like the full cat suit she's still she's still going with the bra and long tights look you know and so so there's just this one this this one exposed area of the midsection where you just see like how the holidays have not been kind to her i just wish that like if you're going that far and you've only got like like two inches of skin like can we why don't we just get the whole cat suit thing just just do it i think at this point if you're not gonna lose the poundage and no one's telling you you have to you don't want to if you want to look like that fine you know no body shaming except for maybe a little body shaming just because we've already had this discussion she's not fat enough to be the fat girl you know she's not gonna be jessica you and know but and it's not yeah. a woman thing either i can't tell you how many times i've seen guys that are on the little bit heavier side say wear a singlet right it's just one of those things i i'm I, i'm just not because she's so close already like if she wore if she wore just like the trunks like ashley was wearing here you know like and it's but she's she's got most of it covered already so i don't know just a thought um but but that's just my thought i mean what what did you think did you see anything in this match that was uh we're talking about because they're Something something happens here, kind of, that's going to lead into something later, kind of. But I'll get to that when it happens. Yeah, it's just kind of weird with uh, that they're putting her in a showcase match. Like, isn't she kind of sh she should be in a main like in a main knockouts angle? You're talking about Deanna now, right? Yes. Yeah, I think it was just kind of like go have a match real quick <laughs> work with this girl you know i think that's probably more what you know yeah like you remember back in like 97 98 and they put lex luger in the ring with just like these random lower card guys like why um i think well i think that is i think that is the reason why i think it's just a matter of they want to see if somebody has something so you put them in there with the you know, with the, whatever you think your um, your best benchmark is, I don't think many people could argue. Deanna's probably a great benchmark uh, for what somebody can do. So if 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 Impact is taking a look at Ashley, they're probably just like, all right, here, this will give Deanna a win, keep her fresh in everybody's minds, let her show off a little bit of what she can do, and then she can let us know if this kid's worth a shit, and we should like maybe bring her in for another thing. <laughs> well, as Hatebot is very hurtful towards uh, Natalia's sister by saying uh, that Deanna still looks better than the cow whose sister's with Natalia. <laughs> Which, when you say it like that, whose sister's with Natalia, it makes it sound like a choice they had or something. <laughs> like, hey, let's sister up. But uh, nonetheless, she's not on pro wrestling TV. She's only on her own whatever social media. So I'm not going to not gonna um i'm not gonna disparage natalia's sister just like biggie didn't disparage her um so anyway uh gia is scared and um 
She finds a PCO, buys some more lights down, down, down in the basement of the building, and uh, and he's he's buy some of those, some more of those lights, maybe a red one, maybe a purple one, I forget. Um, and uh, the the section of chain link fence, and he's she's just asking him about. <laughs> she wants to ask him what he's, you know. What are his thoughts? I guess, <laughs> and he's just like shaking the the one piece of fence and screaming, you know, Fat Eddie's name. Well, he doesn't say Fat Eddie, but he says Eddie. He just screams Eddie over and over again. But if he throws in a Fat Eddie, I will pop on this show. Fat Eddie, that'd be great. I think so. Um. So yeah, I mean, <sighs> uh. Uh, all right here he is <laughs> here's pco um just uh and that's that's like i'm pretty sure that's all the pco that's on here right so i believe so yes i guess it probably doesn't sound as weird like to a to a person if you're at if you know you're gonna be taping multiple you know, episodes of something to just have this. Cause then he's also probably going to do something else, you know? And then, um, you know, so whatever, but we see it, it's only like, that's it. <laughs> same thing, same thing with, uh, you know, well, we'll talk about it. Right. Um, we keep forgetting. We keep, keep, yeah. We keep forgetting. This is multiple sets of tapings. That's probably just what he's doing for that, that episode. There's obviously more he did if he's going to be there. Right. But sometimes, even like on a whole set of tapings, barely get like a couple minutes out of somebody. But they've got to be there for like hours and hours. It's got to be, uh, it's got to be terrible. Um, Javi I has think... his own theory on what, what PCO is angry about. Maybe uh, in the, since he's supposed to be the Frankenstein, part of what was constructed and was puppet the psycho dwarf. Oh <laughs> no! Damn it! No, <laughs> damn it! No. All right. A so, midget, uh, a beaten off in a trash can. <laughs> in a trash can. <laughs> that's well, it's, it's it's not the American dream that I <laughs> that I want to see. Uh, you know who did see something was Trey Miguel. All right, he saw Ashley's match as she's sitting there taking off her boots after the match. Right, so he's like, "Hey, Ashley, right? I saw your match, and Ashley." Damois response to Trey Miguel is, and I'll reenact it here. Oh, cool. Thank you. You just got dropped on your head, bitch. What are you so positive about? Like you're acting like you didn't just get spiked and beat on television. And the and and someone says they watch your match and your response is, oh cool, thank you. No. Yeah. No. And so if if you were if you were using Diana as a test, you don't have to. She ain't got it. Move on, okay? She's probably sleeping with somebody that's in charge of things around here right now. Um, so you know, just save yourself the time when you kick her to the curb. Don't bring her back for any more tapings. Go ahead. Yeah, because like I I at least I know if I was in her position and Trey Miguel started walking up like that, I'm like, get away from me, creep. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we get, like, I get what Trey Miguel is doing. But yeah, you have to hurt. have the reaction of, like, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. Uh, ow. <laughs> yeah, that that was not a natural, correct response to that. But then again, you know, that's what it is. It's tapings, right? Like, who knows when they shot this? Did they shoot this before her match? Did they, you know, like, did, did she even think of that? Did she even think to ask, like, what is this, you know, what is this for? Obviously, she knows it's supposed to be after her match, though, because that's what the content is. He's saying, I just saw your match. So even if she didn't have the match yet, if she knows what match he's talking about, she should be like, ow. <laughs> you know, even if, you don't, even if you're not selling your head or your neck or your back or anything else that a pile driver would injure, like maybe if you didn't know what the finish was, you still be upset because you know you weren't winning. So you should be like, disappointed at least at the very least you should be down downtrodden and disappointed that you lost the match and that you know nobody wants to have a microphone stuck in their face after they lose uh and you see how everybody acts when they do uh and they sure aren't upbeat that somebody watched it hey tom brady i watch your game that just got fucked by the cowboys or whatever and he's like oh cool thanks what are you talking about Right, and, and if it's somebody that they admire, it wouldn't be a, oh, cool, thanks to be a, oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> right. Anyway, though, yeah, so like you were saying, Trey McGill quickly proves to be a creep, uh, and uh, and she actually tries to call him back out for uh, talking about respect because he spray-painted a belt, and um, then he's about to i don't know what he's about to is he about to smack her you know like he's, he gets up like he's gonna get violent and uh and then mike jackson comes in because that's who we're waiting for here we want mike jackson to come in and make a save and also make a challenge uh to trey for his x division championship for next week so you know 195 year old mike jackson who i don't think has ever won a match at least not not on his impact run um but he probably has um he's going to challenge for that x division championship for the honor of ashley dambois so there you go are you excited to see if uh mike jackson is going to be the x division champion i could see them doing that if for just one week. If for no other reason than to punish Trey Miguel for not getting the timing on a spray paint, right? <laughs> That'll learn you. That'll learn you. Um, next is the People's Witch versus the People's Creep. Um, which is, uh, you know, Taylor versus Killer Kelly. A bit awkward here. Uh, I mean... The ladies were working hard, but um, there was some timing stuff with this. I don't know whose fault it was. Maybe a little of both. Uh, Kelly wins with her killer Kelly clutch or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what exactly it's called. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so People's Witch. Not, um, I don't know. Kind of, kind of the momentum is the momentum is gone here, and Killer Kelly's been gone for a little bit. She's back. 
she's picked up right where she left off getting wins, but it is also doesn't seem like there's quite there's quite a direction for her either. So, what do we do? Like, where do we go from here with both of these ladies? No clue. I mean, you would think the natural pairing and program would be Taylor Wilde and the Death Dolls. You would think. And as far as Killer Kelly goes, why isn't she going back to pursuing... Wasn't she doing something with Tasha and Savannah before? Yes. And she went over. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> like, that, they, they, they killed that dead because there was no... It was just Killer Kelly beat Tasha, right? So, okay, feud over. <laughs> no, no, like, controversy. No, you already had two heels. So, you know, somebody getting screwed over wouldn't have even mattered that much, but nobody did. It was just a straight-up loss, and now that's it. Tasha moves on to complaining how Mickey never beat her, and Killer Kelly goes on to whoever else she wants to stalk this week. Uh, that's the thing. When you put a period on the end of a sentence, you can't continue the sentence. Got to start a new one. But... There you go. Um, you think that might be who uh, Giselle's mystery tag team partner might be next week? Is that who? Kelly? You think it's her? Yep. Well, it gives her it, it gives her uh, something else to play off of. You know, like it, it's a good uh, a good dynamic. I think. Just watching, to watch Giselle and Jay react to her and her creepiness, I think that would be good. That could, so. that could definitely work. And plus, plus I, but I, usually with a mystery partner, though they like to do a debut. That's why I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on that. But you know, we'll see. What are you gonna say? Oh, I actually forgot. Oh, all right then. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll take a look at that as. Uh, as it develops. I will say, and I did notice this during the match, when Kelly did that suplex into the buckle, she actually gave Taylor room to bump. Hmm. Which I, I never really see with people when they do that spot. It's usually like your whole body is going right into it, whereas Taylor actually had room to bump her back and her shoulders, and it was just legs going into the buckle. Right. It still sucks because the ring is so much harder in that area. You know. But at least, but at least with that, you're not wearing my landing on your head and snapping your neck. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. Yeah, some of these moves, like why, why? I don't know. I don't know. If you were gonna do like, so like, if you were if you were gonna do a thing, you know, like if Josh Alexander, uh, suplex somebody into the corner where their legs hit the ropes or whatever, which also hurts, by the way, um. I could understand that because then it's like, oh, he's going to soften up that leg for the ankle lock, even though we've already discussed how that's bullshit. You don't need to soften it up for anything. You can completely grab a fresh leg. You threaten to pop the knee out and that's it. And they give up. There's no, oh, my leg hurts. So I have to give up due to the pain. No, it's not like that. But just saying for an example, if anybody has like some sort of a leg submission hold and you're you know suplexing people in the buckles okay but 
Killer Kelly has a neck choke, so it's like, you know, as, as if there's any other kind of choke. She has a choke. <laughs> Killer Kelly chokes your, she chokes your arm out. No. Um, so choke, choke your wrist out of your socket. Yeah, so what, what really does it matter if you, you know, suplex somebody's legs in the buckle? It sucks. You guys that haven't been in the ring don't know how much it hurts to even touch those ropes sometimes like if you go if you if, if you just take a turnbuckle right and if you don't hit the turnbuckle completely square and you go in and you hit those like you hit the corners of the ropes or the cables which most people use cables really only the wwe uses ropes but most people use the cable um it's so tight there in the corner that's the tightest point where it's where it's it's hooked in um, if you hit that thing, like it hurts so bad, it's going to bruise, it's going to scrape. Um, it's, it's, it's awful. And when, when you, uh, and if you're, if you're like, if you're getting dropped on it, like you drop your legs on it, that rope barely moves. So it really hurts. It's like you getting hit with a, with like a stick or something. Like if someone just w walked up to you with a mop handle and hit you in the back of the calves or the hamstrings or something, like imagine how that would feel and that's still a little more comfortable than getting dropped on the ropes like those things are fucking dangerous and nobody really thinks about it until you've been in there that's one of, that was one of those surprising things you know like yeah it's like oh look they just bounce right off of those and keep running <laughs> yeah remember what happened to enzo yes yes i do so you know more reference but yeah so um that that's uh, uh i don't know but that's what these guys want to do so let them do it they'll find out and uh hate by jinx and <laughs> jinx with his uh comment i guess that's as close you can get with a digital jinx or whatever um so uh yeah bti little 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 bit of bti they showed um or they they said they sh they said they didn't really show did they show anything for bti or did they just talk about it it was the in-ring segment with the design and, and callahan yeah um this was after he supposedly beat somebody um on their orders oh it was, yeah delirious that's what it was Design orders Sammy to take out Delirious after they had already won the match. Um, so he gives them a pile driver or whatever. That's what it was. That's right. Um, and then the next thing is uh, Deaner's explaining that uh, the process is seven steps. And next week, he, he detailed the first two steps. And then next week is step three. Win the match and bring the title back, or there will be consequences. Uh, that last consequences part was added by Khan uh, grabbing him and saying there will be consequences. Uh, like, for example, having to do another having to do another promo segment in front of this hideous lighting again. Jesus, here's another instance of these guys with their damn lights, just lighting things up everywhere with lights and everything. Uh, but yeah, other than that, this is just more, um, we don't know why Sammy's just going along with this or why he wanted to do it in the first place, but I suppose we'll find out 
when he eventually uh, turns on them all, which you know he will. Um, but yeah. But in the meantime, pretending we don't know that, uh, what do you think about this? Is this intriguing enough? Man, with the way they're doing this whole initiation process, like the design's kind of coming across like some weird BDSM violent uh, AA group, kind of. Yeah. That's like, it. Follow, follow these steps to enlightenment or, or to, to cure your addiction or join us. Right. Um. Well, is that good or bad? I mean. Well, hey, it does actually help people. <laughs> it's a, it's a, <laughs> it, it, in any case, it's a, it's a, it's more of a, it's, it's just like, we already discussed this. So it's just another cult in wrestling. We always have these damn cults and these cult leaders. And there's like multiple cults going on at the same time right now. The Rock's daughter joined a cult. You know, it's just... I don't know. I, I i guess it's its just a... its We've been to this well. I don't know if there's any more water in it. It's probably just like sludgy, sludgy, gross water down at the bottom now. I don't really think it's anything fresh and clean for us to drink at this point. So, you know... Is it just, is it just one of those things that's like... Oh well, this will get over. Like, does it? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, so I'm not into it. But we already knew that, and uh, nothing against those guys or anything, except whatever I've said on the air that's against them. But uh, other than that, nothing against them. Um, everybody knows I'm not a fan of Sammy, so that's, you know, whatever. But the other guys, um, you know, I, I don't really, other than Diener being involved with killing a man on television, I don't really, nothing against him or nothing against Khan or nothing against Alan Angels, except that he's just exactly what's wrong with wrestling today. You know, other than that, nothing against him. Um, so yeah, um, Let's go to something that's a little more right. Uh, so Santino is back with Josh Alexander, and Santino is incorrectly explaining the meaning of the word palindrome to Josh. Uh, he's, um, and uh, so as this relates to the six shooter, I think the word that he's trying to to he would be trying to explain the definition of is a homonym, but he said palindrome, and that's just Santino's genius. Like I'm pretty sure he knows that it's wrong, and that's why it's funny. Um, I'm sure uh, everybody knows what a palindrome is, right? I don't have to explain that, do I? This is a wrestling podcast. Should I explain it? No, everybody knows it, right? Brandon, tell the people what a palindrome is. I think I know what it is, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Like, I know what one is, but I can't, like, match the name to the thing. All right. Well, if no one says it, Liz is going to say it, probably. We're going to wait for Liz to say it. Um, Josh Alexander is the human form Oof. of ambience, says Hatebot. I don't Oof. know. Well, there, there's a few more. There's a few more boring people. Oh, Hatebot got it. 
Yes. Oh, Liz got it at the same time. It's a tie. All right. But his comment came in first. Um, Liz probably had to put down the uh, the crocheting equipment to type. That's probably why she didn't make it. Um, um, but yeah, so uh, that's funny. And then anyway, uh, Giselle and Jay make their case for uh, getting a rematch for the tag titles for Giselle. And then um, Santino's like, you don't have a partner. And then uh, then uh, Alicia Edwards just walks by and he's like, hey, Alicia, you want to be Giselle's partner? And she's like, no. <laughs> and then uh, and then a random woman walks by and he's like, you want to be their partner? And she's like, no. <laughs> um, so people uh, don't want to be uh, Giselle's. They don't want to be Giselle's partner. Why doesn't Jade just do it? This is Impact Wrestling. They don't give a shit. Just let him be a knockout. We already had an intergender match on this show. So, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So that was that. What'd you think? Anything noteworthy? And then I really just more Santino being an authority figure, getting him on the show more. That's right. Um... And then we get uh, the fruits of his labor next because we have Bert versus uh, Dango. Um, not much here again. Not not too long. Is very similar to uh, he's in the he's in the Ashley uh, <laughs> Dango is in the Ashley Dabois position um, to get dropped on his head and beat. So that's what happens. Macklin gets the KIA, and that's that. I didn't really have any notes on the match. I know both these guys are just perfectly serviceable for the five-minute slot that they're expected to fill. So they did it. No one died. I give it a meh out of ten. What about you? Not, not a good match. Uh, they keep they're continuing to build Macklin. I think he's going to be the one to take the belt off Alexander think so huh and i think they're trying to just make sure the timing is absolutely right so they're just kind of letting them simmer for now this is what this kind of felt like so this is sort of like the the reverse uh daniel bryan where you have a bunch of adversity and stuff you got to overcome except nobody fucking likes you and nobody wants to see you do it right kind of yeah that's it. And then, so, when he finally gets to the end and climbs that mountaintop and becomes a champion, everybody will be like, oh, fuck this, and turn the channel off forever? <laughs> like, if you wanted to get more boring than Josh Alexander, and you put the belt on Macklin, like, that's that's the ultimate... Alright, let's see. Let's see them. Let's see them pull it off. Let's see them pull it off. Um, major players with Gia, no music underneath. Um, Moose walks in for his one appearance on the show to point out um, the connection between their bad luck and Joe Hendry's arrival on the scene. Uh, and then Matt Cardona's just like, hey, I know what you're trying to do, Moose, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to get us to do your dirty work. But we're going to do it. <laughs> so, I'm an idiot who plays with toys. Um, yeah, that's that's basically what he said. If you missed it, don't go back and watch it. Just, 
I, I basically just reenacted the whole thing. That's exactly how I wrote down. It's like, yeah, we know you're trying to get us to do your dirty work, and we're gonna let you push our buttons to get get us to do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> if I would, I would have wrote the scene like that, like where like uh, Moose comes in and says what he says, and then Matt's like, "I know what you're trying to do, Moose. You're just trying to push our buttons and get us to do your dirty work." And then Moose just be like, "Well, what else were you gonna do?" <laughs> You know, like there's nothing, there's nothing else for you to do here. Um, anyway, there's rumors about uh, that. Uh, we've heard the rumors that Chelsea is gonna be back with the WWE anyway. Um, and now it's there's rumors that uh, because Zack Ryder, um, something about the trademark of Zack Ryder. Uh, uh yes. Matt Cardona himself now owns it. Right. So they're gonna. Um, so the 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 word is that they're gonna bring him back to do whatever he was going to do before he left, um, which was to be like a like a player a player coach like a like a road agent and a, a featured uh, performer. So um, we could see the return of Zack Ryder. Uh, as soon as the Royal Rumble, even. Imagine the pop that he would get as compared to some other people that they're going to try to bring out that will not get pops. And it's always the saddest part of the Royal Rumble when someone comes out and people are just like politely applauding. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I heard of you before, maybe. So, what do you think? think Zack Ryder in the Rumble? It is definitely a possibility. I think he'd definitely get a pretty good reaction. Probably get a decent run, kind of not Cody level, but Cody-esque. Kind of like, you know, he went out, made an even bigger and better name for himself, and coming home and showing Vince, like, saying, like, told you. That's right. Labrat says, if he goes back, will WWE be able to use his pool? Not only will they be able to use his pool, um, his pool will have its own three-part uh, documentary on Peacock. So, look forward to it. Uh, Mike Bailey warms up in front of a pink wall. Um, I'm sure the wall's not naturally pink. And then we have this weird little, you know, Hi, I'm Dave LaGreca, and I have more listeners than this show by magnitudes, but... I need to make my appearance here and make sure I get all 125,000 of you guys too. Um, and he's going to sit down and talk with Tommy Dreamer, um, who just looks like a beanbag chair with a shirt on. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to recap what they said. I'll just, I'll just say that Tommy says that, you know, he and bully are going to war. That was his main go home tagline to get you interested in this, that Tommy Dreamer may lose matches, but he, uh, you know, he doesn't lose wars or something like that. I think he loses wars too. I'm pretty sure I've never seen Tommy Dreamer win anything important. Um, so yeah, there's, here was this and we needed Dave LaGreca for this. So there we go. I also liked how just, just for fun. I, I also liked how, uh, Tommy said that like, 
that the serious XM radio executives say, you guys can't air your dirty laundry on the air. <laughs> I'm like, no, they didn't. <laughs> no one ever said that. Nobody's ever talked to you from Sirius XM with your sweatpants and t-shirt. No one's ever talked to you. Get real. But it's still funny that he threw that in there. Yeah, we don't want people to listen to this show. Don't don't air your personal laundry on this show. How dare you guys try to make the show interesting? I did find it interesting that they brought up Devon's name and he was just let go. Devon was just let go? Uh, yeah, I believe so. He announced that he's no longer with WWE. Huh. I didn't know that. Well, that's interesting. Is he coming back to Impact? Who knows? He, he it would actually at least make sense in the storyline they're doing. All right. Well, there we go. Maybe he's doing what uh, Frankie Kazarian did and betting on himself. <laughs> Although I don't know, he, he seems like he. How do I how do I put this delicately? Um, Devon seems as though he's enjoyed retirement <laughs> up to this point so i don't think he's going to be doing a kazarian but well, we'll see if he shows back up um so yeah the uh main event is a pit fight uh which we have advertised mm. And they took the ropes down, so they did kind of like the... This is very similar to what uh, the Bloodsport thing that Josh Alec, uh, not Josh, Josh Barnett does um, every once in a while. The shows that he runs, it looks kind of like this. Uh, I never watched a whole one of those, and I don't remember what the rules are. Um, but in this one, they were saying that it's basically just you only win by... Uh, knockout or submission no pinfalls no count outs no disqualifications whatever however i don't know well you know what let me let me go to you first and and get your overall thoughts on this and notes uh and then we'll see if you cover the things that i would have said anyways because then i won't need to um i actually like this match i thought it was different it stood out and i think this could be kind of like bailey's version of the lion's den right it's like i like the story of the at least at least, at least to me this kind of felt like the story they're trying to tell of kenny doing everything he could to get under uh bailey's skin and get him to s snap and get angry and he did at the end like and and the finish seemed more like it was a mercy move by the ref rather than a like a like a decisive yes. finishing okay although it was decisive yeah um well you know uh as i as i look over and see that uh, buckshot kid and lizbeth were not fans of this i'd be interested to hear their uh their reasoning uh, well, she says awful and boring, so she she thought it was boring. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what else it... I don't know if it would have been more boring than if these guys had a match with ropes in it. Uh, so, I'm not really sure. 
not really sure I agree, but I'm also not sure I disagree. I, I, I just personally don't care, but, um, you know, it was definitely different. It was unique. It was hyped up and built to, so it felt like a payoff for whatever we've had to go through with these guys. Um, but yeah, um, anything else? Not this. I wish they would have leaned into it more of the whole Bailey getting angry and more vicious and violent. Okay. Buckshot Kiss says the match would have been good if it looked real. Okay. Mm. Anything else? Sorry, I cut you off there for a second. Oh, that's good. Uh, what else? I mean, like, this could have been, like, a character turning point for Bailey where he real has to come to terms with the fact that Kenny King was actually right and he does kind of have that in him. So how can he figure out how to master that and control that? That's kind of his whole character and thing of, you know, martial arts is self-mastery. Mm. So that could be, like, a new hero's journey and story for him to have to overcome. Yeah. And and a new layer and a new dimension for his character. Well, it's weird, like you know, even though that is the story that obviously springs to mind, um I also didn't I feel like obviously Mike Bailey's been doing a very good job keeping his emotions in check. So so much so that he doesn't have any. So I I you know, I think that Kenny King pushing him to show another side of himself is an interesting idea, but I I don't really think that it's like now it's like oh now he's now Mike Bailey's going to be out of control and has to keep in it. I don't think that we've already done the keep your emotions in check with Josh Alexander for God knows how long, and that sucked. But I think with him, the direction would be is like like the old martial arts movies where he learns how to control and master that. And then when it's time to bring it out and use it, he can just, whenever he wants to, he has complete control of himself. I see. Well, we'll see if there's going to be that many opportunities for that to play out that way. I think that's a higher level of storytelling that maybe Impact is capable of or not capable of because you could do it, but... You know, are they going to be able to keep that in mind when they're working on all this other, you know, when when their direction is for PCO to sit in the basement with a piece of chain link fence and shake it and yell Eddie's name and that, like, how are they going to convey all this stuff that you're saying without just coming out and saying it? So I think uh, we'll just have to take a look and, and uh, keep our eye on that and see if they do it. Um so as as Liz says, uh, it's partly because I find speedball boring AF and just tend to put on socks when he's on the screen. Um, like I I, I uh, you know I understand that, um, but um, I was thinking this match was more or less like any other match, except for the fact of. You know, you you know the rules that you can only win those two ways, right? But even if you didn't know that, if you worked a regular match and it ended the same way, if you just said no DQ match and it still ended the same way or whatever, you could have even had the same finish. 
You know, it wouldn't have been out of it wouldn't have been out of uh, character for a referee to stop a normal, uh, you know, false count anywhere or a hardcore match or whatever the same way. Like, oh, Kenny can't continue. Let's stop it. You know, it could it, you could have just as easily done that. So kind of what made it uh, kind of what made the gimmick of it was that you have the ropes off. So it's just a platform, but you don't even really need the platform. If you're just going to be able to go out and do whatever you want, on the mats or on the on the uh the ramp or any other place um it's kind of doesn't mean anything you could have just had you could have just said this was a no dq match so i would have rather they done something where there's some kind of penalty for leaving the ring you know like if you knocked out three if you knocked off the platform three times or something like that then you can work a story with that or if you some something like that to make it like well why is this you know or even if you just you lose when you go off the platform then you could tell a story there um it wouldn't have been exciting but you could have teased it that's you could have the same finish but you know of course you can't have you can't have the finish of having a steel chair or whatever <laughs> you know obviously you can't do that if you couldn't have gone outside to get one um but you know, just working the idea of within the confines of um, I can't leave this platform to build the story of the match and then figure out a finish based on that. The way they did it, it was just this could have been any match on any night. Um, there's way too many matches that don't have rules in wrestling. So this is just another one. So I think adding rules is now more exciting than taking rules away. You know, like adding extra rules is now like, ooh, here's a here's something. The, to me, it is just because I've seen all this stuff anyway. You couldn't have told me that this was functionally any different than any other wrestling match that you see these days, right? Right, and it could also have been for the visual reasons too. Like you flip it through the channel, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, what? It's the wrestling show, and they have the ring, and the ropes are off, and it's like a different canvas, and they're like shoot fighting. Okay, I'll watch. I'll look at this for a second. Yeah. The other um the other drawback when you try to do something like this and this is to the uh to Buckshot's point about the match not looking real. Um you know, when you do this kind of stuff that's supposed to have like a more realistic spin on it, uh it just kind of it would the more real that it looks, the more it exposes the rest of your product. <laughs> Because if you actually had two guys that are working a shoot, um, then everything else just looks silly, you know, with guys leaping off of turnbuckles and doing flips and, you know what I mean? It just, you wouldn't, you wouldn't see any of that in a, in a real fight. So the closer you get to reality, the more you uh, bury everything else on your show. It's one of the biggest primary reasons why the Brawl for All, everybody almost universally agrees that it was a bad idea. Uh, because how can you... Like, if you're saying this is real and everything else isn't, then why am I paying money for the stuff that isn't? It just exposes it. So they almost have to work a phony pro wrestling style within this confines of this rule set and this setting. Um, if they make it too real, it exposes the rest of the product. If they don't make it real enough... There's no reason to even do it. 
So it's a tricky position they put themselves in. That's all the higher level psychology of the entire booking. Um, the guys themselves did the best they could, I thought. I thought they, they had some really good stuff in it um, that looked good. Uh, that looked it probably felt pretty intense in the building um, they took some good bumps except for at one point Kenny King came off the ring and did a blockbuster on uh, on Mike and he Kenny hit his foot on the guardrail because the spacing um, it should have been it should have been more uh, like parallel to the ring where he's coming he's coming towards Mike on the floor so that he can take the bump the long way. Uh he did it perpendicular to the ring and he ended up going feet first in the guardrail and I guess he was okay but it looked for a second like he might not have been. Like he could have hit twisted his ankle landing in that barricade. So you know I'll always be wary of guys taking those bumps like right in that little space between the ring and the guardrail. Uh, so he should have known better than that. Um, but other than that, like I, like I thought they did their best. Um, and I didn't mind it. It was some, there was some cool stuff, like some good hard kicks that send them flying out of the, out of the ring, which is a good visual, which is why I wouldn't want to, you know, I don't know if any of them would have been good enough for a finish, but, um, that's why maybe there could have been something else. Like you can only be outside the ring for 10 seconds. It's like there is a count out or, or something or, or, or it's like you get, um, I don't know. I don't want to have to think up rules on the fly for this shit. It's already over and done with. It doesn't matter, but you get what I'm saying. Like the guys took good bumps and it would have been cool to see them being more stakes on actually getting knocked out of the ring somehow. So it adds a little more drama to it. But other than that, it was fine. I wasn't too disappointed. Um, and uh, yeah, it does add a... It could add... If you if you interpret it the way you described it, then you could add another layer to Bailey's character. Of like, you push me too far, um, so you get this now, and I'm in control uh, until I'm not. So. All right. And then the pit fight could be his match where it's like, all right, you want this side of me? All right, we're going in the pit. Right. So. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, that was uh, Impact Wrestling for January 19th uh, from Center Stage in Atlanta with the return of the lights. So, I guess that's, uh, we'll just have to see what happens next week. Um but uh, well, we have a few extra minutes. So if anybody has any other questions or comments or other things that you want us to discuss, uh, we'll give you a little AMA time, I guess. Um, but uh, while, we, while we wait for the questions to just pour in, um, I'll just say that uh, what I didn't like about this episode for sure is just one walk on for Moose. Like, come on. And no Joe Hendry at all. Right, exactly. Joe Hendry, the guy that won the match on the pay-per-view. You know? The guy who's a belt holder. So, um, yeah, it seems like 
probably something we should do, right? I mean, I I really don't care like about how long the tapings are or whatever. Like, I want to see the certain people featured on this show, even if it's just for a for a few seconds. But some guys should get more than a few seconds, and especially guys that are champions or they're trying to get pushed. So, um. Buckshot says this was the best impact in a long time, even though it had lights and he hated the main event. <laughs> so are we just not going to talk about Jordan Grace's voices drop like three to four octaves? I mean, no, you said it. What else is there to talk about? A lot of people have been talking about that. In fact, everybody that brings up Jordan Grace talks about how her voice is lower. We get it. That's what happens when you have more testosterone in your body than is supposed to be there. Okay, what else is the conversation going to be? Is it snowing where you are? Do you like snow? It is not snowing where I am. I don't particularly have an affinity for snow, but too much can cause problems. I've been snowed in before. It's not fun. What about you? Snowing where you are? Uh, not right now, no. I think we might. We should be getting some later this week, though. Okay. Um... What's this? Uh, John Jones is finally going to fight a heavyweight. How about that? Says who? I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when he's standing in the ring getting introduced by Bruce Buffer. Until that happens, don't even bring it up. Um, so, uh, was tonight's Raw brought to us by Geritol? I can't wait to fast forward through it. <laughs> that sounds like the Scott Hall of watching wrestling. We're all supposed to be good tonight, man. I can't wait to fast forward through it. Uh, Welcome to Monday Night Quill. Tonight's main event is a bottle of Geritol on a pole match. <laughs> we gotta go. Good night. Power Slap was pretty funny. I mean, I guess. I didn't watch it. I'm a normal human. I wouldn't watch that. Um, every week her voice is lower and she wears more glitter, says Liz. Talking about Jordan Grace. It's about to snow here in Colorado. Haybot. I shoveled seven inches of snow today. There's probably an inappropriate joke to make. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Liz is going to the Royal Rumble. She's flying out on Friday. Um, and she's got a big weekend planned, so that should be fun. And uh, we'll we'll be getting a. Uh, I asked her for a full report on uh, the event uh, whenever she gets back, so she can make that as detailed and or or Cliff's notes as she wants, and I will read it out for everyone. Maybe here, because uh, if I do it on the next level wrestling review, um, it's gonna be like a five hour show already. In any given in any given next level wrestling review, it could be longer than a WWE pay per view. Um, so I try to keep it. I, I try to keep it down. Like my goal is to get two hours, and there's always like an extra 15, 20 minutes or whatever. So I'm like, okay, if I can, if I can keep it at two and a half hours by aiming for two hours, that that lets me know that I'm gonna have. Like that 30 minute cushion, no matter what, you know, like if we blasted through it in an hour and a half or whatever, the show's still going to take two hours somehow. So, 
Um, that's what's gonna. That's what's gonna happen there. Can we get a review of Poppy's new album? Um, the most recent Poppy album was uh, what was it called? Mm, I forget. It wasn't. I disagree. There was another Poppy album. Um, but it was good. Like a lot of uh, '80s sounding rock in it. Um, it's a different sound for Poppy. I like. It. I'll give it a 8.5 out of 10. Um, let's see. Uh, well, kind of petering out. So that's uh. <laughs> you said Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, uh, I guess that's gonna wrap it up for us. On wrap that shit up, B. Wrap that shit up. Wrap that gavel up. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, alright, so, uh, Brandon, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at TransArchistTia, as well as Twitch at MissTiaTheTransArchist. We've been doing some Old War raid streams this past uh, couple of week, uh, this past week, since it just opened up and having a lot of fun there i'll be doing more of that this week as well so catch me there i'll be announcing we're going live on twitter all right raiding it up or crap um clean the fizzif <laughs> one two three four five <laughs> there are so many amendments to the constitution of the united states of america uh yeah you can find me at opinion however on uh, all your favorite social media platforms um Twitter's one, Instagram's one, uh, TikTok is one. I don't post on it, but I have an account, and I don't have the app on my phone, but I have an account, so you could still add me, and you'll probably never get accepted because I would have to log in to accept you. Um, Snapchat's another one. I just took the name, just so no one else can have it. That's what I do. PlayStation, Xbox, Opinion Haver. If you want to. Uh, to watch me play some of those PlayStation games on Twitch, you can uh, twitch.tv slash opinion ever. Um, it's always a good time hanging out with you guys and talking about the things that we may not have had time to discuss here on our Hameen Media Group channel. Speaking of which, Hameen Media Group, big things going on in 2023. Sure, you're all very excited at what you've seen so far, and you'll probably be even more excited at things to come. Um, for myself, I'm going to be found on the, the next level wrestling review, as mentioned, um, we're going to have a fantastic guest, uh, this week, very timely and relevant, uh, for me. And you'll see why when you tune in at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, to watch that in a couple of days. And then, uh, we've, you'll also see me on the smack attack, uh, filling in, uh, indefinitely, <laughs> uh, whenever Enright decides that he's able to do it. If he's not going to see William Shatner somewhere and he wants to, uh, do an episode, then we'll do an episode. And, uh, we talked, uh, a lot about the things that have been going on with the W. Well, not so much with the WWE. We mostly just, I gave him the chance. We talked about Jay Briscoe, another discussion about that. Then we covered the latest episode of SmackDown. So if you didn't check that one out, please check that one out. If you really can't get enough of the vet, 
you're gonna get sick of him in 2023 because boy it feels like i'm gonna be doing a lot of shows um if you didn't see let's say um so wrestle kingdom night two just happened and it was the big new japan pro wrestling versus uh uh noah uh event in which some of you may have seen um this guy Kitamiya and okada get into uh i don't know if i said that guy's name right what's the guy's name i don't know it doesn't matter um but okada got into it with they, they try to drum up some business in a tag match he kicked okada in the face and then it turned into like a big ass brawl and they threw the match out um but uh so that was interesting but if you're if you're interested in hearing more about that kind of stuff then over on the pwc network i've done a wrestle kingdom 17 review with jimmy t so we cover that whole event and a bunch of other side tangents uh, that you'll want to check out. So the PWC Network, if you guys are not following the PWC Network, then you might want to because they are definitely affiliated. And they do the Rampage Uncaged on Channel Attitude every uh, Friday uh, or Saturday, whenever it goes up. But they, they're definitely doing that show. Um, so get used, get used to all those guys. Dr. Jeff Littman. Uh, who was trying to get booked on the next level wrestling review and I vetoed that uh, I said we're gonna push that back He's already been on way too more recently. I can't have him on again this soon uh, So he's gonna get back on the get to the back of the line um, And uh, let's see what else is going on. Oh Brandon You're fat. I'm sorry. I just have to tell you that I'm fat. We're all fat <laughs> um, We tried our best during the holidays, but we end up fat. So you know, we had a chance to, yeah, we had a chance to do, we had a chance to, to sign up for the Stevie Rich's fitness, uh, discounted programs like where he was selling all his programs for like just 10 bucks and, uh, 10 bucks each. And like, we blew it. We didn't do it. And, um, what are we supposed to do now? Well, I'll tell you, we've got the big fitness show with big Stevie cool and big Mike Barron's that comes out every Wednesday. So after Next Level Wrestling Review, head on over to Stevie Rich's YouTube channel and you can watch the brand new episode of The Big Fitness Show. Um, and it'll be episode four this week. And uh, it's uh, it's a great listen. So check that out. They have different topics that they cover, uh, including the most recent... Well, they've, they've done the intro, like explaining their show. Then they've done the show about New Year's resolutions. Then they did a show about um you know what i think it was like i forget what the main topic was but they were talking about um home gyms and like built like what kind of equipment is good what do you need to think about when you're putting together a home or a garage gym like in terms of all kinds of things logistically not just price but space like your your living space like are your ceilings too low for certain equipments or things like that so that may not necessarily resonate with everybody but they're going to have new topics every week so check out the big fitness show with stevie richards uh wrestling with rick rogers is always on youtube everywhere they're not behind a paywall unless you sign up to become a member and then you'll get exclusive bonus matches of rip uh that von lilas will upload to the channel um and every friday is like a live q a and sometimes uh, i may be featured on the q a if i feel like uh you know, aing some cues or asking some cues or whatever I may feel like doing. I'll pop in from time to time, but you should always pop in and check those guys out because 
their uh, dynamic together is pretty hilarious. Uh, Von Lilas has found the the key to uh, to uh, getting the the most out of the rip magic. So um, there you go. Um, and that's uh, quite a list of plugs that I. Uh, did for us there and i don't think we're quite done just one more shot at channel attitude if you're watching us live right now and you don't have a channel attitude subscription like you know maybe you could dig into some of that uh chris that, that christmas money that you surely got from your parents and uh and and go ahead and buy yourself a subscription to channel attitude uh whether you sign up for hami media group russo brand or both it's gonna be cheaper then whatever coffee you are about to go sit in line at Starbucks or Dutch Brothers or whatever these trendy places are, and you're just going to sit there and wait for that and then pay the $10, and then you're also going to not even talk about all the gas that you were burning while you were waiting in the drive through line and the gas that it took to drive there and all that other stuff. All that money that you spent, you say one day, I'm not doing that. I'm staying home. And I'm going to sign up for Channel Attitude. You get a month. And then you can go back to the other 29 days of waiting in line for coffee. But you already you already paid for your coffee. And you got an entire month of two. Two. Brands. Media brands of shows. That have tons of content that you couldn't possibly listen to if you just did it nonstop all month. And you've got the entire history of everything we've ever done available at your fingertips to access you'll be listening to it for the rest of your life for just under ten dollars uh that's a steal at twice the price so don't make us make it twice the price all right sign up for channeladvocate.com and i think i've done just about everything i need to do here at this point uh for brandon i've been the vet and i don't have a sign off line